The April 20th Mindful Parenting Retreat Day is filling up fast. Join me and other parents in Wilmington, Delaware for a day of rest and relaxation, mindfulness and mindful communication practices, and a live podcast too. And my special guest for the live podcast is, drumroll please, Lynetta Willis. You know her from episode 366 and 400. She is a psychologist and sought-after speaker who teaches her Triggered to Transformed program to struggling parents. Join us and bring a friend to this powerful day-long retreat in Wilmington, Delaware on April 20th, 2024. But hurry, space is limited. Go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash retreat to get your spot now. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash retreat. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode 356. Today's episode is an on-air coaching session called Slow Down, Mama. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have, and when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of Mindful Parenting, and I'm the author of the best-selling book, Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confidence. Kids. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, my friend. I'm so glad you're here at this episode of the Mindful Mama podcast. Good for you. That was my daughter, Sora, in the intro and her kitty, Amber, who came in for a little bit. But listen, if you haven't done so yet, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you get some value from the Mindful Mama podcast, please do me a favor. Go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review. It helps the podcast grow more. It just takes 10 seconds and I greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. In just a moment, you get to join me for a special honor coaching session with Casey Oakley. And you may relate to Casey if, you know, you're the type of person who wants to do everything. Casey is a homeschooling mama in Vermont with five kids, and she's a nurturer at heart. She wants to do all the things, make all her own food from scratch and have time to do some writing, painting for herself. Is it possible? Is it even possible to do all of these things? What are the deeper challenges too that go along with this beyond just efficient scheduling? Let's dive right into this. Join me at the table as I talk to Casey Oakley. So my name is Casey Oakley and um, I live in Vermont and my husband and I moved here about two years ago. So right when the pandemic started. Um, we had plans before that. So <laughs> we um, moved up here. Um, we have five little ones. And right now they are nine. I have a nine-year-old girl, um, almost eight-year-old boy, uh, six-and-a-half-year-old girl, and then four-year-old twins, a boy and a girl, and they'll be five in a couple weeks. So it's a huge milestone. <laughs> oh um, and yeah, we live up here on a, a ridge and I uh, we homeschool or unschool and take care of animals and live life. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I so kind of wanted to like do that. Like when my, when my girls were little and when, when Maggie's little, I wanted to, I had aspirations to sort of like homeschool and things like that. But then I was like, oh gosh, I, I don't think I can spend like that many hours with my kids. Like I need a break actually. No, it's totally. Just- <laughs> That's what I tell people considering homeschooling. I'm like, the first year is really getting used to being around your kids the whole time <laughs> because it's yeah. intense. 
Yeah. You're like, okay, we are really in it together all the time. Yeah. All cool. the time. Awesome. Yeah. So Casey and I worked together in mindful parenting, did mindful parent, mindful mama transformation coaching group during the pandemic, right? Like weren't it, wasn't yeah. that like right at the beginning of the pandemic? That was yeah. so, that was so intense. We were all like, yeah, what's going on? Um, yeah. And uh, so I know you fairly well. But so I'm going to ask you kind of, I mean, it's kind of a lot to ask kind of since then, but what are your wins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Hunter, I just first want to say thank you for all that you're doing and for the work that you've put into helping families and because it's really meaningful work and it's just really necessary. Um, you know, um, I think some of the wins in the last couple of years that I have really, uh, you know, I guess I'm able to put into words <laughs> are the relationship that I have with my children and that I feel very connected to them. Mm -hmm. um, that's, I think, was is has always been the goal, but I think I feel such a sense of groundedness. Um, some of that's time, but a lot of that is the tools um, that I've been given and the accountability that I had through meeting with you and other mamas um, mm -hmm. to kind of put those tools into practice. So, <laughs> you know, seeing like the fruit of the hard work um, and, you know, just continually connecting with my kiddos in really precious ways. So that's a huge win. And I think also taking care of myself, um, which is, a, which is also, we'll get to the challenges, also a huge <laughs> challenge still, but, but like the, just understanding, um, how important it is for me to prioritize my mental health. Um, that has been a really, uh, huge learning for me, especially as a nurturer, um, somebody who's always giving themselves, like that's just my, uh, my, my wiring, I guess. Um, but then, you know, if I'm not putting myself first, then I'm just totally spent and then I'm mad at everybody. So a win has really been just me learning how to do that. And a lot of, you know, what we processed, um, and your coaching groups and things like that just inspired me and gave me handles for that. So it's a huge win for the whole family. And that wasn't that like, from what I remember, that wasn't what you were modeled, right? Like your own family of origin was, it was, uh, it was, it was fairly, um, I don't know. I can't, I don't know if I remember correctly. Maybe I'll let you describe. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I mean, everyone in that I know is a servant. Um, mm. and you know, for, for, for the best and the worst. <laughs> and so, mm. you know, you, it's just modeled to continue to give, you say, yes, you do all the things you take care of everybody. Um, but little like intention to like nurture your own needs. That was almost selfish, you know, to take care of yourself and not explicitly stated, but it just wasn't done. You know, you know, some healthy skepticism in my life has served me well. And if you're like that, if you can spot a too good to be true health hack from about a mile away, you read labels like it's your job. Congratulations, you're a skeptic. And Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. I take Ritual's Essentials for Women 18 Plus every single day, morning and at lunch, and I am feeling great. I love this vitamin. Ritual's Essentials for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. Plus, Ritual Vitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp, and made traceable. 
They select lower carbon packaging. They prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients and set ambitious climate goals. Plus, Ritual is a female-founded B Corp, which means they are responsible to the health of people and our planet. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mindful. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mindful for 25% off. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So you guys uproot everything. You move to Vermont. You've got five kids. You're, you're, you're homeschooling twins who were at the time like three or or two and a half, a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, nine-year-old now. So what are, I can imagine there are plenty of them, but what are some of the challenges that are arising for you? Yeah. So <laughs> the longer days mean that children are awake for longer. <laughs> um, summer always in the spring and summer propose a, a unique challenge for me. Um, and that there's so much that I want to do. You know, I'm super active. I'm a gardener. We have animals. I milk my goat in the mornings where, you know, we've got this homestead wannabe, you know, we're new. So, you know, everything's an experiment at this point. Um, and yet, you know, and then I have all the needs of my children, um, you know, and, and wonderful things. Like I love to bake. I love, you know, I cook every meal. We don't eat out a ton. We're, we don't, I mean, we go to the library and we have our little play dates and events and hike and all our things, but we're home. And so you pile that on with keeping a clean house. You know, you've got <laughs> all your, <laughs> every, every space in our home is basically, you know, children running through it, leaving stuff, you know, and, and you do your best to have everyone pick up. You have your tidy times, you have, you know, the chores that the whole family participates in. Um, but it just kind of like all adds up each day, you know, and um, mm. then there's the idea of, oh, I want to take time for myself. I love to write. I read. I play the piano. I love painting. Like, and these like fill my cup. Um, and so I'm, I'm, you know, my challenge is always, how do I set up my day and that I am not just completely spent by 6 p.m. where I still have dinner and baths and, you know, or all the things. And I have a really supportive and um, helpful partner. Um, and I couldn't do any of this without him. I mean, thankfully he works from home and we're able to kind of juggle things, but it's, it's, it's a challenge to like do it all <laughs> and, and still be happy and loving and model, you know, all the right ways to talk to everybody and all the like, you know, concerns and all the things. And so my husband, you know, has asked, well, what is it that 
you can let go of in this season? Or what do you say no to? Maybe it's time in the kitchen. Like let's, you know, so he'll grill four nights a week or so. That's really changed things for us. Um, but still I'm, I'm, I want to do it all. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to let anything go and I want to do it all with excellence. And then I'm just spent and I have nothing for anybody. And so I'm still there. That's still the challenge of taking care of myself. Um, and doing anything really well. And so I think that's where, where I'm at right this minute. So that's a lot of things you want to do, Casey. <laughs> I mean, the goat, the garden, baking, five kids that are homeschooled. Like this is not like I would be overwhelmed with a goat, a garden and baking if they were all at school every day. <laughs> You're doing the goat, the garden, the baking and wanting to paint and write and everything when they're home all day. I mean, you're right. You really, really want to do everything. Um, I do. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. Okay. So, hmm. I mean, so I'm, I, I hear that and you have like an incredible like zest for life is kind of what's kind of coming through here for you, for me. Um, and that you, that you want to do all these things. Um, what, what does it what does it give you to uh, be able to like like when you can get it together to do all the things? What does it give you? You know, I um, for such a long season, when you have so many little ones, um, and you are constantly meeting their needs. I mean, there's diapers and there's you know there's all sorts of things like nobody can do anything for themselves for a really long time. And so when you, I, now I'm getting glimpses of like, we're almost five. My nine-year-old is so capable. My, you know, like they're, they, you know, they need supervision and, and boundaries and those kind of things, but they're doing a lot for themselves. They go and play for an hour and, you know, and, and it's wonderful. And so I'm seeing these like pockets and these windows and I almost get anxiety when there's free time for me. Cause I'm like, there's so much I want to get done, but but as I'm even stating this, I think, I think what the challenge is for me, Hunter, is that, you know, I have a hard time switching from my doing mode to like mm. being. And so, mm. um, I've noticed that when I'm in like my doing mode, if I'm like working in the garden, I've got stuff, it's hard for me to have little ones around. It's hard for me to like keep the conversation going, maybe with my nine-year-old, but maybe not so much with my five-year-old, you know, and and I find that in those moments, it's really hard for me to be present with them. It's really hard for me to like connect or to like, cause I'm like, Hey, I need this, this hour to like knock this out, you know, kind of thing. And I actually want to, I don't want anyone to talk to me, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. and so the challenge is really like my mama heart wanting to be available, wanting to like, Oh, let me see you in this moment. You know, oh, wow, you found that little snail. What's his name or whatever he's, you know, they're excited about. Um, and just kind of like having boundaries, but also being present. You know, it's kind of this, it's challenging to figure out when it's time for me to set up a boundary. I've had enough connection <laughs> and I'm connected out. Uh, and then like, oh, I've been really working and not available and now I need to connect. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. If I could like kind of wave a magic wand and give you the ideal amount of like 
connection with your kiddos versus like time to like garden and paint and feed goats. <laughs> what each day, like what would that ideal ratio sort of look like? What would, what would the ideal number of hours look like if we could just magically make it so? <sighs> That's a great question. You know what my, I, I uh, view that in terms of uh, the, the countenance, my children's countenance. And what I say, what the vision that I get is like when I'm not available, I see it on their countenance. And so I- You mean on the way they like presenting, like their faces, their demeanor, yes, that kind of thing. Yes, yeah, I okay. feel like it's a letdown if I'm not- and that's hard for me. And so ideally it would be all the time. <laughs> Always available for you, you know, like um, I'm not okay, sure okay. what the ratio. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But the question is like, let's imagine you could be there for your kids perfectly and they would be perfectly happy all the time. And you could, we're just making an imaginary world. Okay. In that imaginary world where they're perfectly happy with the amount of connection you have, they have from you and you're perfectly happy with the amount of time you have to do your own thing. What, how much time is that? Oh gosh, Hunter, I don't know. I would say at least like half the day. <laughs> I don't know. I'd go 50-50. the day for 50-50. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 50-50. Connection and the other half, like, you know, doing a thing or kind of switching yeah. from one thing to the other, you know, like, okay, let's connect. Okay, now it, you go play and it's my turn to do this, you know, or does that make sense? That makes sense. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because then you, per, you know, you're perfectly ready for the one thing, you know, for the kids, cause you've had a lot of like rest and recoup time. Right. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm hearing that you are wanting to do everything. You do a lot, you like doing, but you have a hard time switching from doing to like being with your kids. And that's a huge value for you is to be mm -hmm. there and be present for your kids. Mm -hmm. And it's something you've worked at and practice and you have tools mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and yet this sort of switch thing. So your husband has asked you kind of a wise question, I think. <laughs> what can you say no to in this season? Because I'm wondering if you had less on your plate of doing and if you could, you know, like then we, then that switching, there's not as much switching cost, right? You're not as driven to like use the hours, get the hours, right? To, yeah. if, because you're running out of time to do this in order to get that done to, than feed the goats. I keep saying feed the goats, but I'm sure you know other things besides feeding the goats. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it, I'm wondering, like, if you had to prioritize everything, right, everything you do in a day, um, like, what would be the top priority? And then we could kind of go downward just in this season, right? Yeah. So just for right now, because seasons will change. Like when your four-year-olds are both like 10, you're going to have a, a whole different amount of time. It's going to change a lot. This is just as the season is changing. So anyway, yeah. for just this season, yeah. how would you prioritize what's the most important things for you? Yeah, I think um, high on the list would be basic needs of the family. Like... Everybody's getting food. <laughs> we have a, you know, we kind of have a schedule. You kind of have to with so many kids. So they know like, 
breakfast is at this time, snack at this time, lunch at this time. So, so you know, having food available, <laughs> being there um, is definitely a priority. Um, what probably isn't a priority is needing to make the snacks, <laughs> I like make my own power balls or granola stuff or, you know, like oh. I like to whip things together really fast. Um, but then there's all this cleanup after that, you know? And so, so maybe just letting go, like this isn't a season where, but like my six-year-old is the baker and she loves it. And that's kind of our connecting thing and many times through the week. And so it's like, man, I, there's this guilt I feel to let go of doing baking with her because it's such a gift to her, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, and, but even more than that, like just the amount of time I spend in the kitchen probably could go down. Whereas I could, and this is, this is my husband's encouragement as well. <laughs> He's like, get him an apple, get a bag of chips out. Who cares? You know, and I'm like, oh, it's that organic. You know, like it's hard for me. Oh, and yeah. so I'm like, okay, yes, we can, we can streamline some of this stuff. So it's not as. Uh, but then I kind of get in that loop where I'm like, oh, let's do pancakes. Like, I want it for me too, you know. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. You know, you have a value of like homemade, organic, natural food, yeah. Yeah. which is great. That's nice. Yeah. But also it can be something that we also feel pressure about. We It can totally. be part of our identity, right? Yeah. It can be yeah. part of like, I am this kind of person. I am not sure. that Cheetos bag kind of person, right? Yeah, totally. And I'm wondering oh, if, I totally if agree. part of that is what's going on also for you as you're like having this, feeling this pressure to kind of make everything. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say you are totally right in that this is kind of like the framework that I have toward eating is like, oh no, we're, we're going to choose this and not that, you know, kind of thing. Um, and maybe almost too strict, although I don't limit my kids in that way. We, I just don't buy other things, right? Like I buy all the things to put it together so that we have stuff. Um, but maybe in this season, I just buy packaged stuff. (laughs) It's call it a day. Okay to do that, you know. I know. <laughs> it's like if I, I were, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be buying snacks for my kids. Um, in our community, we have like kind of a, a, a like a very loose summer camp that our yeah. kids go to. We all contribute stuff, and I like, I buy the snacks because one year I discovered that someone else was buying the snacks, and they were brought everybody Mountain Dews and Klondike bars, and I was like, perfect. Oh my god. <sighs> What are you giving my children? Holy crap. Sugar shots for everyone. Yeah. Sugar shots for everyone. Yeah. yeah. So then I was yeah. like, I volunteer to get snacks. And then yeah. we have like hummus, yeah. little hummus containers and totally. things like that. Yeah. But you'd be amazed yeah. at what you can get that's convenient food yeah. that's not like because uh, and we are gluten free and, and we're dairy you know we try to be dairy oh, yeah, free yeah. and all the things we have some mm-hmm. allergies and stuff so you know you're always oh, yeah, like yeah, having yeah, to, yeah. to monitor that kind of stuff too um yeah. but no I feel you I think you're I think you're absolutely right there's yeah because there's a trade-off you have to make between like yeah. okay this is my identity but if I want to be able to enjoy my life yeah if I want if if my priority is one of my priorities is being able to be present for my kids when they're in this still in this little phase of four almost five six even nine you know if I if that is important to me I can't be present for this phase if I'm over you know all (laughs) you know overdone over Mm. overdoing everything so Yeah, yeah maybe a concession can be made there, but maybe not with the baking where you bake with your daughter once sure. or twice a week, right? Like, yeah. but it maybe it doesn't have to be all the time. Okay, so you're identifying thing. some places. I mean, would it be even be possible? And I'm thinking about this idea of like the priorities. Obviously, food is a priority, and a food would be a priority even like every day. But even if you had, I'm wondering if you know every spiritual tradition has a day of rest and so I want to kind of circle back to that for you right a day of like being and not doing right yeah. that's <laughs> um, so good so um, thank you for that reminder so something so like a, a sabbath day a day of rest can include if when you're thinking about food things like paper plates like I know you recycle everything and, and, and all that, but like you could buy the recycled paper plates and you compostable can in your compost pile. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like you could try that uh, like once a week we do that. And then, yeah. you know, if you get a really busy time, you pull them out on a random Tuesday too. And you give yourself permission. Cause it does not mean that you are like, it does it is you know we don't want to make it about your identity you yeah. want to be no, we I want totally to practice to be secure in who you are right. regardless of whether you're making your own chia balls right. <laughs> you know <laughs> right i know i totally agree i appreciate your permission to do that <laughs> it's yes, true you have permission even to order pizza once yeah. a week cuz 
I mean, think about it. so. I mean, and and I have some crunchy friends, and I, and we can get like we get in our little worlds, and we get into like can we can get into extremes. Like I have a friend, a good friend, who didn't want her kid to have a bunch of sugar, and she was homeschooling her child, and so she only gave her unsweetened chocolate. And she, this poor child thought chocolate was the most disgusting thing in the world. <laughs> eating this unsweetened chocolate so and now is obsessed with milk chocolate so sure. you know like if you don't like bring in a little bit of what's in the mainstream you can get a so real funny. pendulum swing on the other side. oh yeah oh yeah no i we were at a community block party the other night and pretty sure they all had like four bags of doritos <laughs> like each i was like great knock yourselves out <laughs> They're like, what is this magic yes food? what is it's this amazing yes. <laughs> it's precious okay yeah all right food is a priority clean up are the kids helping with cleanup yeah yeah they're you know they they've got their morning chore things that they do my nine-year-old takes care mm -hmm. of all our chickens and you know the birds they, they do all the bird feeds so that's really helpful and um you know we have like a once a day kind of clean the table sweep under the table all the dishes all that kind of stuff so but you know like i you know, I clean our house and bathrooms and like all that stuff. And that kind of just, I hate it. <laughs> I do. I'm like, oh, who are these women who are like joyfully cleaning their house <laughs> and modeling that for their kids? I'm like, it's just not me. <laughs> but I think um, mm -hmm. it's unnecessary. And my kids help with the bathrooms. But, you know, you just can't leave them with like a thing of Clorox or I put Clorox and I can't not do anything else. Other than the toilets, they have to be Clorox. I'm sorry. I'm, nat I'm natural in almost every other way except for that one. Can't do it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay. okay, cool. So, yeah. So, But if you hate it, I mean, there's – it might be – there might be ways to kind of work around this. I mean, so we – I don't know. You know, for years we found somebody who we pay and she just comes and cleans our two bathrooms every week. It's not uh -huh. a lot of money. It saves yeah. me so much like mental and mental. emotional yeah. energy to like not yeah. have to do that and just know yeah. that once a week it's going to be amazing. So yeah. I don't know if that's going to be available for you in Vermont. But it might be worth it to kind of yeah. ask around from friends like, hey, do you know anyone who's interested in, you know, just a light one, you know, bathroom cleaning job? At first we did it every other week and then we were like, yeah, we love you. Please come every week. Totally. Um, so that might be, I mean, when we think about our, our whatever resources we have and our well-being, if it's something you really hate and you can outsource it there's a huge gain in well-being and yeah. then even attention for what you have, you know, that what you want to give your attention to. Yeah. I appreciate that. And um, we've had cleaners in the past, especially when we had so many little ones. Um, and I think our strategy here with all the children was, you know, for it to be a family thing that we're all, you know, participating. And it's like, we're not going to have someone come do this for us. Like, well, this is we, what we do. Um, but <laughs> I um, am resonating with your <laughs> encouragement <laughs> a little bit more than I was, would have been, you know, uh, a few months ago. I mean, ago, I can but... see that as an ideal. I can see yeah. that as an ideal. But yeah. when, you know, when you eat, reality strikes and you have you're someone with so much zest for life and doing all those things and that's something you hate yeah you know 
is that, you know, maybe that trade-off is worth it. It might just be worth it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Food I is a priority. You. Cleaning the bathrooms is obviously not. not. What's next <laughs> after food? Um, I would say connecting with my kids is, is a priority in, in the, in like just, you know, being available for them. So like my older two, they're, we're, we're in a, a space right now where they get on a book series and then they're just like, you know, loving their afternoon time of reading. And I love that. Um, and so, you know, being present for them whenever they're done with that and just being like, yes, tell me about your book, what's going on, you know, like, and that kind of conversation is really important to me. So just making sure there's that those connection points throughout the day times five though. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's a priority for me just to make sure that I have an, a listening ear to what's going on inside of their heads, you know? Yeah. I would say that's yeah, huge. I and I, and also just reading together. We read, mm. uh, probably, I don't know, four or five nights out of the week. I'm reading to them oh, before bed, so nice. um, picture books or whatever that is. We, we listen to a lot of audible books, things like that. Uh, I would say that's a big priority to me. Okay. So it's that connecting, there's that reading together. Um, now, so that all that stuff kind of takes some time. Is there a time in your day where you're not, you're not, um, you don't have a, a, a job or a chore or an activity for you? Well, if I want there to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that, and I think that's what you just asked is, the challenge because uh, really for the, in the last three days, I have been making it a point to when they're doing their reading time to just sit and read as well on my own mm -hmm. in the, you know, on the porch, Ooh. just rest. Um, but it's like three days coming, like <laughs> three days. No. <laughs> um, but that I, and the first time I did it and kind of sat down, my, my body felt in motion still, you know, that like the doing and the being kind of moment where you're like, wow, my body is just in go mode. And so I'm sitting down and I was literally like kind of actively letting myself let go of all of the movement and just kind of allowing my body to rest. But it was like such a wake up call for me. Like, okay, sit down. And I, and I do have a practice of sitting. It starts my day, but then I don't sit the, the rest of the day. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. <laughs> once I'm once yeah. I've sat and kind of done my you know quiet time and like, like <laughs> read a little bit of reading, check. I'm done. Yeah, it's like out the door. You know, um, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it and it's really um it's uh yeah. So the last few days I've I just have just been sitting while they're kind of having their, we have a rest time, you know, in the afternoons, the days are so long. So I'm like, and they all appreciate it. They are all like ready for it too. Um, but I'm putting my okay, feet up that, and reading as well. I like that you're doing that. And that could be a nice practice to kind of, because if you can practice at least, you know, you, you start your day with that, which is amazing is probably helping you weather this intense time, of course, because yeah. Uh, but um, if you can practice that transition and just the awareness of where your body is and how that feeling of motion and all of those things, I mean, it, it might be nice to think about like, I wonder if it's possible 
I wonder if it's possible to do more of the things with ease to like do the activities and the chores, you know, to, to have breakfast, but to do breakfast more slowly, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. to like kind of slow down the general pace. And I'm mm -hmm. curious, I'm wondering if you did slow, if you took a week and you slowed yourself down, like you started to like practice just being aware of when I'm sped up and slowing myself down, even in the midst of activity. I wonder if, I'm curious if what you would still get done, right? Like, would mm. you still get everything done if you weren't hustling? Mm. What do you think? Do you think that might be possible? I love that question. Does it sound crazy? <laughs> no, I love that question. Um, and, and I um, water the garden in the mornings. And we have this pumpkin patch. I have to take the hose over to the pumpkin patch. And like I said, we're new at this. So <laughs> we don't have all the <laughs> things set up. And I'm watering. But I literally like was like, oh, this is a mindfulness time. And as the sun's like shining on my face and I'm just kind of like, uh, mm. like, you know. And, and so it was like almost a window into what you're talking about. I totally resonate with that. And I think that would be calming to my nervous system maybe because I think this is what as I'm processing with you what I'm really articulating is my nervous system is constantly like on you know even in my like precious times with my children or my quiet moments like it's still activated because there's oh because mm -hmm. I'm just doing 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 and so what I hear you saying is conscious awareness of the present moment and doing your activities with ease and kind of with a, a restful mode might actually help your system, but you still get stuff done. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah, I think it's possible. I mean, I totally get you. Like we get into this rush mode, this go yeah. mode. We don't feel like we don't have enough time. I used to, well, my kids went to school, but they went to school like right, like almost a block from my house. Yeah. And I would drop one of my kids sore off at school. And then I would literally run back to use the three hours with the yeah. most efficiency that I could. Totally. And at some point I realized like I would run back and then I would be going and I'd go and do and do and all these things. And at some point I realized that it was just getting me more hyped up and more anxious. And I started to practice mindful walking home. It's not a long walk. I actually didn't even add a lot of time on to, um, to do this mindful walking. But I started to walk slowly and breathe on my way home. And it, amazingly, I got back and I was more relaxed. And I still got all the things done, but I just got them done with less frenetic energy. Mm. Yeah. That's so good. So I, I think it's possible. I mean, it's kind of like, it's a big, almost spiritual practice, right? Like the whole Bhagavad Gita is about doing the work, doing our work, right? But letting go of the outcome. Mm -hmm. And it almost sounds like part of this is this, like showing up, doing the work, being present for the work, you know? But mm. not being present, not being, not having your, 
your worth, your well-being, your everything tied to the outcome of this work or the mm. efficiency of this work or whatever mm. it is. Just letting showing up and being there for it be enough. Mm. I really love that. I, I read something the other day that it was about this Indian woman who had 10 children and she apparently in her old age had um, reached enlightenment and they said, what was her secret? And she said, I stirred the rice mindfully. <laughs> yes. I and I that. was like, that's it. <laughs> that's all it You're takes. Like... <laughs> but what, yeah. what, but that resonates so much with me. And I, and I think you're, you nailed it in when you talk about the result or like the outcome, because then there's this, you know, this, when you don't feel like you're doing anything well, you have a sort of judgment about yourself or about what's going on, right? And when you're letting go of that judgment, you're detaching yourself from worth or from identity or from, you know, any of those things. And that you don't realize, I don't think we realize how much that weighs on us or that, you know, mm. causes our system to be activated in a kind of subconscious way. But the, the letting go the presence or the mindful, you know, activity releases that, I think, probably. But yeah, and there's a there's like a mantra that can help with this. This might be good for you to write down. Yeah. Um, and I've used it different times. Is, uh, there's more than enough time for everything important. <laughs> there's more than enough time for everything important. And I think that's so helpful because it's okay to not have – enough time for everything because you're human <laughs> you're not yes. like right. you know a marvel character that can like marvel homeschooling mom who can do all the things right like you're a, just a normal human being right and but you can so some things you may not be able to do everything constantly all the time like you may miss the chia ball snacks but you <laughs> you know, if it's important, there's more than enough time for it. And yeah. in your priorities, you know, being with your kids and connecting, that's more important than um, making everything you eat organic or mm -hmm. et cetera, right? From scratch, right? Yeah, yeah from scratch. Absolutely it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then if we zoom out to like the big picture, <laughs> you know, you were saying you want to do everything. You want to paint. You want to write. What else was there that you wanted to do? I, I love to read. Like not reading. <laughs> Garden. Okay, reading. Yeah. Reading you can do like somewhat with your kids a little, which you've yeah. said. That's cool. Um, painting, maybe. Writing, maybe. I mean, so what I, I guess might be helpful to think about like the larger season of your life. So one thing I'm realizing now that my kids are 12 and 15 is that they've got a lot of stuff going on. Like they're, my 15 year old now has a job. She's lifeguarding. She's off doing this. Like she walks to the pool and lifeguards and Sora goes off to the barn. I have like hours, you know, so I've had, I've like, now I do, I, I've last year I learned, took some sailing lessons on the Delaware river. And then I, I am now doing Scottish country dancing. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not, like obsessed with, which is so funny. It's really fun. You guys. Um, <laughs> but anyway, just to say like, there's going to be a season of your life. You're a young person where, you know, your kids who are going to be five 
in 10 years, they're going to be 15. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be like doddering around ready to die then. Like, you, <laughs> you know, I'll be 50, Hunter. 50. <laughs> oh, my yeah, I'll be gosh. so young. I'll be so young. (laughs) But anyway, it might be helpful to think about, I guess, to kind of pace yourself as in some ways, like you're not going to run out of time to do all the things like there's more than enough time for everything important, even in the span of time, if you don't have enough time now. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think you know, in this new awareness of like taking care of me um, and kind of like realizing these passions are still there. Um, these, you know, all these things are like not gone. They're, they, they were just dormant, you know, they're, they're here. Now I have a little bit of space each day, you know? Um, so I think maybe what I hear you saying is like tempering that a little bit and still recognizing the season um, not feeling like if I'm not getting to those things, I'm neglecting something or neglecting, you know, myself in some way, but like just kind of taking it in stride. <clears throat> Cause I think I do. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, yeah, like there's a middle path here, right? Because I want you to hold on to the things that spark joy in right. your soul that yeah. are about you and not being mom. Right. right. And being absolutely, that, you know, that whole thing. I want you to hold on to those things. Yeah. But you, maybe not like everything all at once. <laughs> That's how I do it. No, I'm just kidding. No, I know. like we had five kids in four years. Like this is just what we do, right? <laughs> we do it all at one time. No, but I, I really appreciated that encouragement. Um, and I, and I totally hear you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So for the things that spark, your soul that are for you, just for you, what is some, what is it that is the most important for you in that category right now? What is a priority? Conversations with other moms. That's like, that is my favorite place to be talking with other women about anything. (laughs) Like just chatting. I'm so social. So (laughs) I think that that's where I'm like filled up when I have a a time where I'm out with other moms or, you know, doing a coaching session with somebody or something like that. I feel this sense of like filled Then I'm home, I'm home and there's not a care in the world. You know, my husband's like, do more of that. <laughs> so yeah, that's a big win for me. Okay. So do you have that in your life at a regular basis? Um, yes and no. So, um, I did just host a little mindful mama group, um, for some of the ladies in my area. Um, and that just ended last Sunday or two Sundays ago. So, um, that was really life-giving to me. Um, and then I'm really intentional about scheduling play dates and with families and mamas that I really connect with. And so like-minded families and we have a really good time. And so, uh, last week we were hiking up to a waterfall with another family, two other moms. And like, that's like a win for everybody. You know, we're all moving, we're having a good time with friends and it's great mom conversation. So I'm just, you know, intentional about having one or two of those a week that always kind of fills up my cup. Back to what your husband said, what can you let go of in this season? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I started writing again, and I, I think I had sent that 
to you in an email. And I really enjoy that. And that's a muscle I want to continue to exercise. Um, you know, I, I sit down and play the piano because I want to model that for my kids, you know, like, and they're, they're playing and I want them to hear me and see me and not that I'm a proficient piano player, but I kind of make up my own songs and do that kind of thing. So I, so I think, um, I want to see them, I want them to see me reading. So I, you know, carry a book around with me and, um, want that just to be a normal part of our culture. Um, and so I'm having a hard time. Like, what do I, I have actually let go of painting this season. Um, I painted just watercolors. I really would love to continue to to grow in that. That's something I'm intentionally just dropping for now and not feeling any, even when I want to, or not not pressure, but like desire. I'm like, it's okay. That's maybe a winter thing, you know, for me. Um, so I- What if, um, I'm wondering, Casey, what if like the afternoon rest time that your kids like so much, right? What if there is like, you know, when you were- you know, when your kids are little and you were nursing one child, like you had like a, a, a little basket, right? A box of things yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> some to write for the older kid. What if yeah. there were like a little Casey basket that had like one of those, like just like mini super easily accessible watercolor palettes, you know, yeah. those like I, travel yeah. palettes, uh-huh. um, you know, your, some writing, some music, like what if that were the, t- some time where you intentionally, slow down you mm-hmm. remind yourself of your intention to slow down and you read or you write or you know you you make that that time there carve out a little time there even with the family yeah yeah I love that idea I think that's really sweet I when you were talking and about don't let chores inter interfere <laughs> you 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 hold a boundary of chores, like where you say any chore that needs to be done can be left, even yeah. if I didn't marinate the chicken or whatever it is. Right. No, that's a real thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I love that. I think what yeah I hear you saying is like setting up something for yourself causes the intentionality. Like it, it brings you, it uh, gives intention to not being a sacred moment or a sacred space versus that like okay, kids are down for a quiet time. And then I run the list of all the things I could be doing. And then I have to like really make the choice to sit and read. Like, but it's a hard choice. And what I hear you mm-hmm. saying is like, there's no choice. <laughs> there's just, this is what mommy does during this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And there's more than enough time for everything important. It'll yeah. all get done eventually Love it. or not. And it wasn't that important. <laughs> and, and everyone um, lives. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully. <laughs> and everyone lives. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So this is awesome. So I have two kind of assignments for you in this from that I want to take you from this, which is I'm going to invite you to really take a week and slow down while you're doing and going and doing the chores and things and see if you can try to be mindfully present and maybe moving forward from that week, it may look like I'm going to really practice when I do the goats or do the garden to like walk slowly, feel the earth Mm -hmm. beneath my feet, breathe Mm -hmm. in, breathe out, um, connect with the earth, feel that solidity of the earth and be mindfully present. Right. And Mm -hmm. you you know, cause we're not, it's, you're you're allowed to be human. You don't have to be like, (laughs) Buddha mom like right. all the time right, like, right. but maybe it. you pick like one thing a day where you're like I'm gonna really slow down with this 
and then invite that like ease into the rest of the day hopefully I love that. um and then in the afternoons like have that basket for yourself and just that's what you do like your kids have rest time if you want them to have rest and ease in their life as ad- adults you have to model it right so agree to know that so adults aren't servants right uh, yes. adults are allowed to in- relax and have ease and rest and enjoy their lives yeah um so you That's should great. show them that every day. Sure. I can do this. I love this. This is like resonating with my insides right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yay. It's great. Yay. Awesome. Thank okay. You. So what is your biggest takeaway from talking today? I mean, I think everything you just said, at the, what you said about modeling rest, woo, that that hit me at the core um, because that's that's how I parent. Like, you know, I'm I'm trying to model a way of life that I would hope for them to, you know, understand and in some way and maybe um, reflect. And so, yeah, I think I I heard you earlier talk about the Sabbath. You nailed that one, um, or you know, a day of rest or however you want to describe it or call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that. Um, and then modeling rest each day, but also choosing something the morning, you know, I, I can imagine myself walking out to the barn, you know, and, and that moment. And I've had moments of mindfulness, but early on where I was like, oh, this is a good mindful time, but it hasn't been in a long time. I'm just like, you know, get it done kind of thing. So um, I really appreciate the encouragement to have that space, maybe be a mindful time and then having the afternoon be intentional about nourishing myself. Um, yeah, that's, that, those are my takeaways. I'm like, I have a little basket of takeaways right now. <laughs> all right, all right, it's good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing this time with me. I've really enjoyed it. Casey is amazing. You can find her in Vermont, I suppose. <laughs> and uh, so at some point in the future, she'll probably be a certified mindful parenting teacher up there too. Um, So we're excited for that. Thank you, Casey. Thanks so much. Yes. And thank you for all your insight and wisdom and all that you do for our community. You're awesome. hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to learn more about mindful parenting and the work we do, the teacher training and the membership, go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and sign up for the waiting list. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. Thank you so much for listening, my friend. I hope you have a beautiful week. If you're in the U.S., I hope you're having a great rockin' 4th of July. I'll be at the 4th of July parade in my hometown, Bristol, Rhode Island, which has the best 4th of July parade in the whole world, just so you know. And I'm happy to tell you more about it because I love it. But I hope wherever you are, you're having a great week, and I hope you have some wonderful moments with your family, some peace, some ease, some joy, and lots of good sleep. I hope you don't have too many fireworks. (laughs) And I cannot wait to connect with you again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. I say definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better. And just, I'd say communicate better as a person, as a wife, as a spouse. It's been really a positive influence in our lives. So definitely do it. I'd say definitely do it. It's 
so worth it. The money really is inconsequential when you get so much benefit from being a better parent to your children and feeling like you're connecting more with them and not feeling like you're yelling all the time or you're like, why isn't things working? I would say definitely do it. It's so, so worth it. It'll change you. No matter what age someone's child is, it's a great opportunity for personal growth and it's a great investment in someone's family. I'm very thankful I had this. You can continue in your old habits that aren't working or you can learn some new tools and gain some perspective to shift everything in your parenting. Are you frustrated by parenting? Do you listen to the experts and try all the tips and strategies, but you're just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does it all seem so overwhelming with too much to learn? Are you yearning for a community of people who get it, who also don't want to threaten and punish to create cooperation? Hi, I'm Hunter Clarkfields, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to seriously consider the Mindful Parenting membership. You'll be joining hundreds of members who have discovered the path of mindful parenting and now have confidence and clarity in their parenting. This isn't just another parenting class. This is an opportunity to really discover your unique, lasting relationship, not only with your children, but with yourself. It will translate into lasting, connected relationships, not only with your children, but your partner too. Let me change your life. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com to add your name to the waitlist so you will be the first to be notified when I open the membership for enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. mindfulparentingcourse.com Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, You'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.